1: Hey, guys, it's Colby Cohen here. Uh, You're listening to Nasty Knuckles.
2: You're listening to Nasty Knuckles, the hockey outlaws podcast. With your hosts, Derek, Nasty, Suttermeyer, and former Philadelphia Flyer Enforcer, Riley Cote, as they go behind the scenes with your favorite NHL players. Time to face off.
0: All right, welcome back. What's happening, Nasty?
2: What's up, Rigorelli? Back from another vacay? tell you what, man. Oof, must be nice. Hawaii. <laughs> Hawaii.
0: I more like Winnipeg. You know, and the the, pe- the main weather land. was beautiful. It was beautiful. It was kind of like Hawaii.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the scenery. <laughs> the scenery. <laughs> yeah. I know. Maybe
0: not the scenery, but maybe the weather. The, was pretty, the pretty weather nice. was
2: good. Yeah, you look a little tan. Yeah, I think so. Did you get so? some sun when you were there? I did.
0: Sun was you shining. You did? It was 85 plus Jeez. the whole time I was there, Nest.
2: That's pretty. That's actually unbelievable. It's
0: actually unbelievable. It's unheard of. Wow. It was snow layer last year at that time.
2: Yeah, for sure.
0: But it was my first time back in over three years pre-COVID. Must so been it must have nice. pretty cool, though. Yeah, it was. Back, good, good experience.
2: That's awesome, man.
0: Yeah, man. How are you making up?
2: <laughs> yeah, you know, just holding the fort down, doing all the work for Nasty Knuckles. along with
0: the <laughs> I see that.
2: D-ball and baller, you Organizing know?
0: Organizing all the gas. Yeah. Keeping you know. the studio clean. Yeah, stu,
2: Yeah, keeping it primed. Yeah. Um, no, same old. Elvis had a tournament last weekend, and um, they ended up winning it. So that was cool. Watch him celebrate. He's got some interesting celebrations, you know. Oh yeah, as I mean, we've seen. Um, can you show? But, can you can you show it to us? He, well, he wasn't humping the post this time, <laughs> no, really? so we we probably show his Sally from this past weekend. But <laughs> you got been, any footage? He's got a, yeah, I do. I All do, right. Well, I let's have, post so, it. Yeah, we will. Um, but yeah, just uh, big trade. Right away, Danny B. Yeah, getting to work, making some uh, ripples. Yeah, traded traded my my good buddy Ivan Provorov. Yeah, um, uh, Provy knew it was coming. I think it's time for a change for yep. him, and um, uh, I think he welcomes that. But uh, I I would have to say this is probably one of the best trades we've seen from the Flyers in the last few years. I uh, got quite a bit back for for Ivan. You know, a first round pick, two second round picks. Um, got a D man from uh from the Kings, Sean Walker, who's played, you know, almost 250 NHL Mm -hmm. games, Uh, a backup goalie, which I don't understand that part of it with Cal Peterson. You know, a lot of people are saying that, uh, you know, they're looking to trade Carter. I think he's listening. I don't know if that would happen, but also a uh, prospect and baller. Say the name properly because I don't want to screw it up. Uh, I believe it's pronounced Helga Grons. Grons yeah. Gronsy. That's right. Gronsy? You know Gronsy. I know Grons. He's big D <laughs> he's, man. He's back. Um, he's back. He's back. He's <laughs> back. He's just getting there. But uh, quite quite a bit for for Provi, which you would expect, you know. <laughs> you're right you didn't know gronzy was coming back
0: <laughs> oh Granzi, i don't think he's coming back that that soon we'll have to get Gronzi into
2: the stew we'll have to get him in, in oh, uh, and see what he's thinking but Sorry, uh, but honestly um you know danny probably was shopping provi to a lot of teams yeah. and uh man he came up you know he came up pretty good here. Yeah, right? this is uh, this is a pretty good first trade. Yeah, no doubt. Um, and and I'm happy for him. I'm happy for Provy. The only thing I do feel bad for Provy is you walk right into Mike Babcock. Mike Babcock. <laughs> shit. Man, How's he back? I don't know how. I talking about someone being back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, he's back. Babs is back. Like how back again. this happen, man? Oh man! man. Um, I'm sure Johnny <laughs> Johnny Goudreau must be loving this. Uh, but we don't know. Maybe he's Babs. a changed man. Oh, maybe, maybe yeah. he's a changed man. Who knows? We will have to call Kami up and <laughs>
0: yeah, get him back on the pod and
2: what he thinks. that's him and Luch were playing golf this past week after uh, we I just had that. Big Luch on. Um, but uh, anyway, back to the trade. Uh, Danny did a, a really good job here. Yeah, nice um, return.
0: I, I think it's a great place to start. Yeah, loading up on some picks and especially uh, with this draft. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's supposed to be a very uh, very dense draft. So hopefully. You can nail those picks,
2: yeah. So, um, uh, I think a lot of <clears throat> people are happy right away, you know, with Danny, um, with his first move here as a Flyers GM. Uh, I want to uh throw a little note in here. So, they got the
1: 26th pick in that tr- 22nd pick in that trade, excuse me. Um, Claude Giroux drafted 22nd, Simone Gagne, oh. Bri- Brian Boucher. They've had some luck drafting wow. 22. Wow. All right, that's a nice little All tidbit. Right.
2: That is a good little tidbit. Debo sent him a text to tell Baller that I think, but the, no, I'm kidding. But that that is interesting, and, and as we have talked about today with our with our guest, uh, this is a deep draft. Yeah, and he was saying basically what Baller just brought up there. So uh, great picking up another first rounder. Yeah, so, uh it'll be it's it's gonna be a fun summer here seeing, and I'm sure Danny's got a lot. More oh yeah, he's not done. He's not done. I've talked to him the last few days, and he you know he's like. excited he's busy and excited like very very busy but um, sell the farm yeah (laughs) yeah i mean i i guess you know people probably don't want to hear it but most do like to rebuild yeah unfortunately that's the nature um, of the business whether you liked to or not whatever you thought about him the the guy's a good defenseman and he eats minutes um i think he's better than good in my opinion but people say that i say that because he's my friend but i feel like uh He's a lot better than he's uh, – you know, I don't – you hate to say other players he's had to play with, but the guy hasn't had a consistent partner since Niski left. Yeah. Um. And, and neither has anyone else for that matter. You can't sit there and say, oh, this guy's been lights out for the Flyers on defense yeah. the last few years just because of the way it's been. Yeah. You know, and so good for Provi. Uh-huh. Yeah,
0: I think Provy just need, needed a fresh start. Attitude. You know, I think it's probably Attitude. a year or two coming. Yeah. You know, fresh start, new new city, new team, new vibe, Babs. Uh, yeah. But I'd like to think that, you know, a new situation for a player is, is always, uh, it seems to be always a good thing. Yeah, not, sure. Maybe not always, but uh, in, in his situation it I will be because obviously be. he's an established NHL player. He's not fighting for a job. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I wish him the best. I'll, yeah. I love Provy. Um Try to yeah. get him on before he yeah, takes off. Exactly. He's
2: in Hawaii. He was oh. just following you around. Yeah, right? Yeah, right <laughs> now. You showed so. me that picture. It
0: didn't look nothing like the, the, the Hawaii I went to. Yeah,
2: no, for sure. Um, NHL, Stanley Cup finals. Did you see Vegas up two rep after the first two?
0: I did not. No, Why I thought you? it would have been a split, and I certainly didn't think it would be as lopsided as, as it was. Um, I'm still still got some faith in the Panthers.
2: Big one tonight. Oh, yeah. Game three. Uh, man, Vegas is good. They're good. Like, we knew they were good. Like, I'm not going to act like I didn't. But yeah, I didn't think they were going to win the games the way they had. Yeah. Um, kind of running away with it a bit. Yeah. Um, so, it'll be interesting to see. Back in Florida, um, the push the first 10 minutes is probably going to be insane for Florida. Um, it's got to be. It's Well, it has to be. Yeah, yeah, right. You know, you can't be... F- fighting from behind at this point because Vegas has them on the ropes oh, right yeah. now. And we've said that about Florida before. You know, we said it in the Boston series. Yeah, they are resilient. I, I myself said it, like, you know, this is probably over. And they fought back. They found a way. But uh, it, it, it'll be a fun game to watch tonight. I'm, I'm uh, looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, and uh, it sounds like Goody's back in the lineup. Yeah, Radko <laughs> Goodis after Everybody. that. Incredibly large reverse hit that wow. you never see this guy take.
2: You don't usually see Goody going down, you know, from from a hit. That was insane. That was it was, was that, crazy that was well timed. Barbashev did that more than once <laughs> in yeah. that game. He did it a couple of times. Some big hits,
0: uh, the, obviously the Matthew Kachuk. I was going mean, to say that was insane.
2: I think Eichel saw that last oh, yeah. second, kind of toe pick, Acc- probably gonna accidentally, to,
0: accidentally slipped, or got yeah. a bailout? I mean,
2: well, I I
0: think he was. Saw it coming and just, I like, think he
2: sees it coming and maybe he's like, Can I get out of the way of this? Then he toe picks yeah. and it makes it probably worse.
0: I would say so he's almost like fully I, leaned into him when yeah. the impact happened.
2: I was actually like, It was a great clean hit. Um, I was scared for Eichel because of his neck the reaction there yeah. and the reaction, You know, you know, like. He basically was screaming going off the ice. And then if you saw him as he went through the tunnel, he was doing this. And I'm like, oh, that's the worst-case
0: yeah.
2: scenario. But you do have to keep your head up. He did return to the game, which was great. Like, did nothing wrong with him. So, uh he, but what a hit.
1: Oh, that was a big boy a hit.
2: hit. man. Um, so, we'll see tonight. We'll, we'll, we'll know by next week. We could have Stanley Cup champion by next time we uh, shoot. But uh, it'll be a fun game to watch tonight. It's, um, I hope it's, I hope it's a good game, and I'm kind of
0: yeah. I hope so too. I, I really like to see Florida squeeze it out and make this a series. If yeah, it goes up three, sure Cobb, it's you know, yeah. it's pretty much as good as done. But
2: I mean, uh, what are your thoughts on Nikolai Jokic Like, this so far, Yoki, yeah, <laughs> 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 it's
0: a high level. He per- knows who he is. High level performer. <laughs> <laughs>
2: He did something no one else has done in the NBA last night. <laughs> he actually doesn't play hockey. <laughs> what do you do? Oh, yeah. Not to worry about it. Another trip, <laughs> tripsy, <A> little tripsy <laughs> double tripsy again. Up. Yeah. Uh, no, but seriously, let's hope. I, I like to see Florida get a get a win here and make it a series, like you said.
0: Yeah. No, absolutely. Um,
2: but I'll tell you what, tomorrow
0: tomorrow also friday. known as friday tonight <laughs>
2: it's friday
0: tgif it's friday
2: yeah and it's uh gonna get started around four with our tailgate with yep. friends from clear rum and fans of philly oh yeah um can't wait to see joe he texted me yesterday we were kind of going back and forth he's pumped up uh it's gonna be a lot of fun
0: oh yeah and you got a dj coming
2: oh yeah my boy danny some tunes. yeah some tunes debo's gonna be dancing Girls oh. get there early. This guy on the D floor is sick. He's got he's got skills. Can't wait. I'm, I can't either. You gonna shave, Debo? Not a <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, buddy. Fresh, um, but fresh yeah, look. excited about that. It's gonna be a lot of fun. We're gonna drink some clear. Rum and cans. I love oh you like stuff. Cans, yeah. I'll put some fruit in it for you. Oh, why not? Because you got to have one.
0: A little jungle juice? Yeah,
2: you got to have <laughs> I should make a big junkie. <laughs> a little jungle juice. Um, what else you got, Riggs? Well, this is it. That's it? <laughs> no, that's not it. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of this month, we are headed out to Arizona uh, for the P-Hats, the swim convention, uh, Society of Professional Hockey Equipment Manager's um with toby yeah prince toby going out for the convention and show everybody how great this stick is and the it's really even since we started with them like the evolution of this the way the way this stick is going like we just saw the next batch um we've got some nhl guys testing them now man this thing's for real and uh, I can't wait to get in front of everyone there, all our buddies, uh, equipment guys from all the leagues and, and talk about this. Uh, I'm really fired up for it. I can't yeah. wait.
0: Yeah, me too. And I really think this is the year for Toby to really break through, break into the NHL. Yeah. Last year we went to this event and it was w- very well received. Obviously yes. we got sticks made for a lot of these high-level performers, yeah. uh, high-level scores in the league. Um, just didn't crack just didn't crack the the lineup this year, but I think this is this or last year. I think this year it's going to happen. I I, I just think the technology is undeniable, you know, the, the the balance, um, you know, everything that, you know, we talk about like performers and uh, like guys looking for tools to help increase their performance. I mean, I think it checks all the boxes. It's not just, uh, you know, a sales pitch, you mean, right. I mean right no that's for, the truth. I mean that's the way I see it. I mean if if it really is about performance um you, you can't you can't deny it, you know. This is going to give any stick out there run for its money and some. So I think it's I say the say the future of stick technology. I really yeah. believe it is. And well, it
2: I, it really is going to go that way. It's going to be 50-50 here soon because the more hands this gets in, especially now, yeah. like the, the man, like I just saw the new one and we have a a very well established NHL player, shooting pucks with it, and he's amazed by it. Yeah, the way the puck comes off the stick. So we'll see, we'll see, and it's going to be a fun, fun weekend in Arizona. Can't wait to see a lot of my friends, uh, equipment guys, and, and uh, talk and, and show them the, uh, the stick and all and all that stuff.
0: So. Yeah, looking forward to it. Always yeah. a good time. It
2: is. It is. Who
0: are ready to rock your nast? One twenty. One twenty with our good friend Kobe Cohen. I think we're ready to go. Let's go. Let's go. Welcome back. I'm Riley Cote.
2: And I'm Derek Suttelmeyer. And this week, we're very fortunate to have our good buddy. This guy's got a national championship (laughs) ring. He's got a Stanley Cup ring. Been on every network I think available for <laughs> hockey and do a great job, Mr. Kobe Cohen,
1: What's up, brother? You know what? I finally feel like I made it now that I'm sitting next to you guys. <laughs> I, I, all that hard I, work. When you texted <laughs> me the other day, it was like, uh, wow, I, I, I've made it." The guys want me to come on. I, I've been been tracking the show. Like you guys get all the you know the good guests here in Philly. A lot of buddies of mine. Obviously, we've all crossed paths. Um, pretty frequently over the years so it's good to see the setup in the flesh you know what i yeah. mean it's like it's all becoming real now you know <laughs> riley well, calls at the studio the studio yeah the studio. Well, that's welcome. right
0: appreciate you uh, making the trek yeah, down man. from the shore yeah yeah you recently come back from chicago yeah some time on the east coast yes
1: we we miss the east coast it's uh You know, we, we, my wife and I, and we have a daughter. um, We were definitely excited to go to Chicago a couple of seasons ago when, when I started there and, and we quickly realized like we're East coast people. Um, My wife grew up in South Philly. I mean, like, you know, you you could throw a rock at veteran stadium for where she grew up. I mean, they had like debris on their house growing up when they knocked down veteran stadium. That's how close she grew up from the stadium. So uh you know I grew up in the, in the suburbs I can't I can't claim South Philly but you know we were we're East Coast people she lived in New York most of her life I was in Boston for so many years and then here and and we felt a little fish out of water in Chicago it, there's there's no doubt about that but um it's good to be home you know obviously in the last couple of days we you know myself and the Hawks we you know we kind of mutually have gone our own ways they they hired Darren Pang which is an awesome hire for them Pangers great I don't yep. know if you guys have ever had him on this show we have not yet. No. you we should just, get him on because yeah, yeah, he's, he's such man, a good, good personality speaker, yeah. he's, he's such a good ambassador for the game I mean kind of a no-brainer for them if you ask me if you can get Darren Pang like especially after <laughs> losing Eddie Olchek like yeah. you get Darren Pang I mean that's yeah. that's how the how it goes. So you know, we're, we're happy to be home. I mean, the shore is a great place. That's where we'll be this summer. And, and we'll, uh, you know, we'll start figuring out where, where we're going to get back to probably somewhere, you know, whether it's lower Marion or Radnor or somewhere out in that area where I grew up and then we'll, it'll, it'll be good to be home for sure. That's awesome.
0: (laughs) And I'm sure you you learned a ton in the last, well, a couple of years, but even before that you were working with NBC here in Philly and all that good stuff. So talk about, like, the difference between organizations and and maybe learning from a different coach and different organizations, just players in general.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, being in the broadcast world has you know, you get so much access to so many different people. It's not just like the same every day. Mm -hmm. So I think like you get an opportunity if you're smart to really learn different areas of the NHL and the game. And, and, um, when I worked here in Philadelphia, you know, I worked for the network. So it was kind of a little bit of a different scenario for me where I didn't, you know, necessarily, I wasn't a team employee. I wasn't in the room a lot. I wasn't, you know, I kind of kept my my distance on all that and and um, when I was in Chicago I was a team employee I worked for the Blackhawks um, so like I had different levels of access became close with our management group our hockey ops you know our assistant GMs our scouts our player development team and you know it was a it was actually really that experience was awesome because I, I learned a lot about you know hockey ops and and how the inner workings go and and our GM and you know Uh, the GM in in Chicago, Kyle Davidson, and I became became friends. and, And so he just let me learn, basically. Like, it was almost like I had an unofficial internship with the hockey ops department, you know, with Kyle, even though I was on the broadcast side. And it was really cool. Like, when we were making trades getting to him, take me through these things, explain these things to me when we drafted players, like how we look at their path, how we develop them, how they were tracking them, like all that stuff. And it's fascinating. I mean, like I I can honestly say, I think the Blackhawks hockey ops department really has it together um, with the path, you know, the rebuild the path. And I, I just feel gratitude for being able to, a part of it and kind of learn all that stuff. It, It actually opened my eyes personally to thinking being involved in player development or in hockey ops would actually be kind of cool in the right situation um, where I never really thought that before. Mm-hmm. I always said, you know, TV is an easy job. You, you do your film, you show up, you leave. You're not getting fired for for performance on the ice, the team, all that stuff. So, um, you know, that that was an awesome experience. And, and on top of it, I got to be in the broadcast booth some nights, be between the benches some nights. I did studio work, you know, in Chicago. I, I basically got to sit in every chair for a couple of years and and get a lot of exposure with an original six franchise. You know, the the words is uh, they know, really know how to treat their employees. You know, obviously once, you know, you part ways, things change, you know, sports, you know, you go from you're in, you matter to see you later. Mm -hmm. That's the reality of what sports (laughs) is. But I mean, just can't say enough good things about Rocky where um, you know, obviously like, I know people are down on him because of, uh, you know, what has happened there in the future. Look, I wasn't around for that stuff. Um, I can just talk about my experience and the, the welcome that we felt, my family and I, as an outsider, you know, like I, I didn't play there and yep. they were warm and, you know, we were on first name basis with the owner and he was always around and he always wanted to talk about bars at BU because Rocky <laughs> yeah. went to BU oh, okay. um, and his son Danny went to BC, you know, I won't hold that against <laughs> him, but, you know, so it, it was awesome. It really was like, you know, it, anytime a team wants to put you on TV, I think it's, it's kind of an honor, right. um, especially yeah. for me not having been one of their guys um and so you know it's it's disappointing and in the fact that how it ended and and um but at the end of the day they they made their decision we made our decision and and I I'm happy to be home um you know it's it's I haven't been in in the Voorhees area in in a while in a couple of years and just driving around here it just you know it it just feels feels like home it feels different so yeah
0: that's amazing you get some interesting experience there and I mean, who knows? Maybe, maybe we should hit up Danny B. And- so I was
2: gonna say. So basically, everyone. We've yeah. have got and the, yeah, head, yeah. Right? No. the out there.
1: <laughs> no, no. I intern. Intern. I think I think I think uh in unofficial oh, intern. Come, this is, shit's easy. Is, man. Is a, it's exactly <laughs> when you don't have to make any decisions, yeah, it's yeah, easy. When there, you're just like, learning, yeah. it's uh, the easiest uh, job in the world. Yeah, you know, right? I mean I, I but I wouldn't mm-hmm. want to have to be the guy to trade Patrick Kane, I could tell oh, you that uh, much. Right. So what was it like around when that was going on? I mean, yeah, honestly, like it was crazy because He's an icon in that city. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. he will get a statue. He, he, they, they have one statue of, of Michael Jordan in yep. the atrium at the United Center. He will get the next statue. Yeah. Uh, a taser, too. Yeah. Um, I, I think Taser's in a little bit of a different situation because of his health issues and all that stuff. So he wasn't around quite as much. But it, the day that they actually made the trade, the office it felt like a bit of a funeral
0: because there was a lot of
1: employees that have been there and, and, you know, that's all they know. And, and look, for me, I get it. We, it's a business we needed, you know, the team needed assets to rebuild and they were doing a full tear down rebuild and I give them credit because they're sticking to it and they're going to stick to it. Like Kyle Davidson is going to see his plan through and I believe ownership's going to actually give him five years to do so and i and i think it's rare to see that in a big market they want to win and they want to win now but when Kaner got traded walking around the office talking to like different people in ticketing and different people in marketing and this and that there was a lot of really sad people like they were almost in mourning it was weird um it, it felt like this sort of fog and stuff like that so um Definitely interesting and, yeah. and and weird. I mean, it's yeah. really the only way to put it. Yeah, it was the death of an era, I guess. Yeah, right? yeah I mean, yeah. it's like that sure. that that
0: um, yeah that franchise landed up between him and Taves not playing and him getting traded. Yeah. It's really kind of the end of that yep. era, that that dynasty, and well, not a bad guy to replace Kaner getting Bedard. I, know. I was like, yeah, what's talking going about a on <laughs> there, cool. I think you were sneaking <laughs> yeah, in those some yeah. envelopes. Uh, how convenient. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I. I uh, Uh, That was a a fun, you know, kind of a, a, a fun night and something to be a part of. I was still working there at the time, so there was a lot of excitement and celebration. I was actually doing a show that night, so I wasn't at the sort of the team you know, the organizational celebration and watch party. Cause we were, as soon as it was over, you guys probably remember Pat Boyle. He used yeah. to work here oh, yeah. back in the mm-hmm. day. Yeah. So PB and I were, were, were basically, as soon as the lottery ended, we were going on to do a reaction show. And, um, I mean, I was so pumped for the organization. I mean, look, I, I, again, we all have been so close to this game for so long. So our reactions, Are generally a little bit different than fan reactions, you know. Like our emotions probably all skew a little bit differently, and you guys know this. And and there's so many people that sort of make the organization go round wherever you are, Philly, Chicago. There's ticketing people. There's partnerships people. These people are out there busting their ass every day, trying to sell sweets, trying to sell tickets, trying to do all this. And, you know, those people in Chicago have really taken it on the chin the last couple of years because of what happened in the past. Right. And those people had nothing to do with it. We had a bunch of 22 year old and 25 year old ticket reps that probably don't even know the story. You know, don't even know what happened. And they are getting punched in the mouth every day in the ticketing department. So, like, right away, I was like, God, I'm so happy for the guy who's in charge of revenue, Jamie Spencer, the ticketing people, the partnerships people, because they're good people. Oliver wants to be a part of the episode. (laughs) Um, So... You know, like I I'm happy for those people, happy for Kyle Davidson. I think his job got a lot easier getting Connor Bedard. Oh, sure. yeah. Maybe next year they'll get Macklin Celebrini, the next guy who's supposed to go number one, who I've seen play in the USHL this year. Yeah. Sick going to BU, so I love yeah. that. Yeah. Obviously super biased. I yeah. get it. Um, but it it's uh it's it, it was cool. Like good for them, you know. Yeah, I no, mean gosh, look, sure. I it's funny because Um, my hope was like, there were three things I wanted to see happen in the lottery. I wanted to see the Hawks get bedired. And then after that, I wanted to see Danny Breer and his bunch get either the second or third pick. Yeah. Because look, I, I know Danny a long time and I want to see Danny succeed. Like, yeah. I, I, think, I think we probably all share that sentiment because oh, right. he's such a great guy. And, and same with Jonesy, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then the third thing I wanted to see was I wanted to see San Jose in the top three because, you know, David Quinn and Mike Greer are good friends. I yeah. played, you That's know, me. for Quinnie for years. Greerzy is just a great guy. I know him for, through the BU connection, through the hockey world. And all that stuff. So that was kind of my hope. Like I was rooting for my friends to, you know, didn't work out that way for anybody else. Chicago gets Bedard, and you know, we'll see what happens. Like I I think Fantilli is going to surprise a lot of people and be be a really, really good player. I mean, um, Jack Eichel's on his way to winning his first Stanley Cup, and Con Smythe. Connor McDavid has neither of those trophies, and I'm not saying Connor McDavid's not a better player because. I have eyes, but Mm -hmm. I'm just saying, like, I I think Vegas is going to win the cup, and I think Eichel's going to win the Conn Smythe Trophy. And, and, you know, I think this whole Bedard-Fantilli draft is similar to the McDavid-Eichel draft. I think you're getting two star players that can dominate a league. I I, I, I really do. So, well, it'll be interesting to see what happens.
0: Yeah, yeah, looking forward to that. Well, since you talked about the playoffs, I mean, talk talk to your – your pick, and yeah. Uh, yeah. maybe just like the nuts and bolts of what you've seen in the playoffs.
1: Well, I had uh, Florida losing in the first round and getting swept. So <laughs> uh, I, don't I don't know. I don't think you're the only one. Yeah, right. That, that. I said that on Daily Face Off on Frank's show. I was like, I just don't see Florida winning a game. So they've obviously proved everyone wrong for <laughs> yeah. the last few months. Um, stop. But it's um, my fault. No, it's I just see you an know, He's so. Look, I think Vegas is too good. I think we've seen it over the last two games. I think they're built so well through the back end. Um, you know, I think Radko sort of being a little bit banged up really hurts Florida. I yeah. think he's such an impactful player. It was player. very noticeable yeah. eh, once
2: he left that game. Oh, yeah.
1: I mean, very noticeable. I mean, and how often do you see him take a reverse hit like that and oh, end up on the wrong side reverse, of it? I mean, yeah. he's – he's I mean, you guys know him. You love him. He was my neighbor in Philly for yeah. years. Um, such a good dude. Awesome Great guy. family. I mean, yeah. so – I, I root for him, you know, yeah. but but I I think I think Vegas is going to win. I think their decor is so deep. When Jack Eichel's your best offensive and defensive player, you've got a really good opportunity to win a yeah. Stanley
2: Cup. Yeah, for sure. I I honestly did not see it going. I uh, know Goody, uh, you know, not playing the last game, but like I didn't see the scores being that like. That yeah, lopsided. I know that lopsided. Yeah, I did not I expect thinking. that. I'm not going to lie, but. Yeah. Like you said, they just they look like the better team. Now, we yeah. said that when Boston was times? up 3 to 1 exactly. yeah, know, right? yeah, against exactly. this team. So, it'd be a big game tonight. Yeah. Uh, you know, interested to watch, see how they do tonight, Florida. Yeah. Bob's back. And
1: I read that uh, Goody is going to play. play so. Yeah, but we probably know he's banged up. And yeah, he's just for fighting sure. through for it sure. and, and stuff. So, you know, I, I, think, uh, I think Vegas, you know, I will say this, you know, I think Vegas is a team that has found a way to play a, a tight system where their offense isn't affected. You know, a lot of teams that are defensive teams they win low-scoring hockey right. games. Vegas is a is a defensive team that scores. Right. That's 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 a combination that is deadly. Uh, in in especially this time of year. Yeah. yeah. And
2: Marsh true. saw a Boy, he caught fire on. Oh my home. god! Every hey, time he shoots a puck. <laughs> but when you're hot, you're hot, yeah. man. It's
0: Well, you played for Bruce Cassidy, and you, I think you know John Stevens just from being, yeah. you know, local, yeah. local on the East Coast. Totally. Here. Talk about, you know, your relationship yeah. with those guys. and
1: Yeah, so, um, you know, I love John Stevens. I, I I actually would skate with him around here in the summers, mm-hmm. and I think we probably actually skated yeah. together with him at times. And, and it's funny, like, I remember in the summer being like, whoa, like okay, like this isn't a summer skate, like his expectation is I'm getting, I'm getting better on the ice today, which at that age, like I needed that. So, Mm -hmm. um, I actually would, could come out of those skates, probably a more disciplined, you know, more detailed player. And, and, um, it's actually kind of surprising to me. I mean, you might did you have him as a head coach? I did, yeah. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I, never, I never played for him. So you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but it's kind of surprising to me that he's not gotten another head coaching job because he's so detailed and he's so thorough. And I mean, I know as an assistant coach, players really like him. I don't know as a head coach how guys feel about him, Um.
0: Yeah, I I think guys love them. Yeah. Right. I mean, he's down to earth, honest. Yeah. Straight shooter. Straight shooter. Yeah.
1: Only that's all you can ask for. Yeah. You don't need sugarcoating as an uh, as a as an athlete. You want someone to be straight with you. Yeah. Yeah. I I
0: just think like the you know getting head coaching jobs you you almost have to win in your first your first opportunity Mm -hmm. becoming head coach to get another head coaching job in the NHL because there's so many so many good coaches out there. And um, other than know, when he,
1: we just keep retreading Mike Babcock, yeah, and yeah, yeah, and exactly. But he's got a resume, and I yeah. think it's,
0: you know the resume is generally like leads the way, and totally. You know, Johnny had that you know the interim stint there in LA, and then and, you know. and
2: they lost. He he lost maybe two Vegas, yeah. That, and every game was one nothing yeah. or two to one. Like, yeah, what do you, you know, what do you do there? But yeah, um, I agree with you because, like, I loved I I had Johnny as a player. That's how. Yeah, and yeah, you just brought are. up me being a gramp, grandpa, <laughs> but no, I had Johnny as a player, and you, Billy Barber was a coach of the Phantoms when when Johnny was playing, and. He really relied on Johnny and Sean McCar. I mean, he basically let them run the team. Anytime I had a question, I'd go down to Billy and you know, w- what do you want to do here tomorrow for this? So just, just ask Rambo. We called him Rambo. Obviously, Johnny Stevens' is his, his nickname's Rambo because he was such a warrior <laughs> yeah. on the ice. He'd be like, just run, just ask Rambo what he wants to do, and, and yeah. like he literally always leaned on Johnny heavily. Yeah. Um, as a player and a captain, and um, it's no surprise that he ended up being a coach. And yeah. I, I, I know you guys loved him. And yeah, I love Johnny. Played the guys played their balls.
0: Phantoms, the uh, Flyers. I mean, I just think he's just an overall absolute pro. I mean, yeah. He's yeah. so detailed, so again, detailed. Look you in the eyes and be yeah. honest with you. And again, he, he said like that's all you can ask for from from a player's perspective. Know where you stand and just be honest with me. Just uh,
1: look and and I think that's one of the reasons vegas is so successful you look at their it's the strength of their team they're Mm -hmm. really disciplined they're really calculated but they're not tight petrangelo makes plays white cloud makes plays theodore makes plays like it doesn't matter who you kind of you know it's just their decor is it's big it's strong they skate and i think johnny stevens gets should get a lot of credit for that And, and if they win the cup I, I hope he, he gets some interviews for head coaching jobs. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean I really do. And and he just he's just like he has that it too. Like when he talks, like yeah. look I, I, I talk a lot. I know that about me, but like if he's talking, like I shut up. Like he just has that, that it factor, yeah. John Stevens. So um, I, I just, you know, my limited experience with him, I see him now when they would come to Chicago, we would always talk, you know, yeah. we'd, we'd both talk about how much we missed the shore. Literally. yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm sure. yeah. yeah I'm sure. It'd be literally yeah. the first thing I'd look at him and I'd be like, geez, you got a year round tan?" And like, <laughs> where were you just like in seattle last <laughs> week? And yeah. and he's like laughing at me. He's like, yeah, you're like a Margate guy, right? You know, so it's, um, you know, so like, love, you know, love that guy. Like just ho- hope the best for him. His kids are great. I'm kind of surprised neither of them really made the NHL. Cause like there were such good detailed yeah. players and kids. Usually those like coaches, kids can like figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah. And then four years with Bruce Cassidy, like, you know, definitely asking me this as a 34 year old versus a 21 year old, my perspective has changed on Bruce, you know, yeah. um, he was tough. Like as a, as a rookie, you know, I get traded from the abs where I'm a, a high draft choice. I'm getting given NHL opportunity just because of my draft status, whether I was good enough or not, didn't matter. That's how it goes. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It, we got, we know that whether I deserved to call up or not, I was the first call, you know, like, you know, it, it's just how it went in Colorado. I get traded to Boston, um, I get sent down Bruce is my coach for the next, you know, four years. And, and it was difficult. I mean, he, he's a difficult guy to, um, to work with, uh, honestly. And, and he was, he's eating my wedding right now, but, um, <laughs> Hungry little fella. yeah, exactly. Um, he's a growing boy, you know, he's only one. So, uh, we definitely had our battles, you know, and, 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 um, he he was, you know, dealing with him on a person-to-person level at times was was challenging, but I also probably have the wherewithal now to realize, like, the role that I played in all that. And I was 21, I was cocky, I, I was arrogant, yeah. thought I had the world by the balls. I thought I had, I had played only a few in the games in the American League before I played my first couple in the NHL, and I was like, oh, like, this isn't that... You almost get this like false sense, like this isn't that hard.
0: Yeah, right. But like
1: you had a long career, and you know the hardest thing to do is not make it; it's stay. Yeah, and that's where I totally screwed up because I took my foot off the gas, and I worried more about you know arguing—not honestly not arguing, but just being combative with Bruce for for four years—and and not not just like listening and, and being a little more easygoing. And and what I will say about Butch, as much as like I said, we had our moments; we battled if you do what he tells you to do, it works. Hmm. Like he's a good, he's as good an X and an O's coach as I've ever had or seen. Wow. Um, Tactically, in-game adjustments, hey, we're playing this team. Uh, we're in a playoff series in the American League against Hershey and like they're better, but if we do this, we'll win. We did it. We want Like that's, he is that good. Yeah. Like as far as in-game adjustments goes, like I think Bruce Cassidy is as good as any coach in the NHL right now. I really wow. do. He's, He's, he's so, he's like a savant, right? Like he, he, he can see what's happening in the game in real time and make adjustments, which, you know, guys, I'm between the benches for a lot of games in the NHL. And like, it's chaotic. It's, it's, you're right in it. And like, sometimes it's hard to see these things. He sees everything. He doesn't even need the video. And, and so you know, you take sort of the interpersonal stuff and you weigh it with how good he is. And and that's why I think he continues to get hired. Um, I think that uh, the players ran him out in Boston. Yeah. I really do believe that's what happened. Yeah. Because I believe those types of coaches do have a little bit of a shelf life. You yeah. know, like that voice kind of grows old. I've heard it about Hitch. I've heard it about other guys. Um, I've heard JR talk about... Funny, funny Hitchcock story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are laughing, so There's, you know yeah, yeah. you know the stories I'm I am talking about, especially with the I, bagel. I, I, but uh, <laughs> you know, but um, you the know, bags, <laughs> the blueberry. Oh jeez. So I think yeah, it, go there. that's I the worst. Go there. That's the worst kept secret in hockey. Oh, um, wow. But but so Ooh. yeah, like I, I really do. I, I I that's you know, and I think a lot of guys would probably agree with that when it comes to Bruce is is Butchie, as we all have called him, is, is like. He's a great guy to go have a beer with. Um, you want to learn about hockey? Like, go talk to him. Like, when when Vegas would come to Chicago this year, I would always track him down because I just, like, felt like if I got five minutes with him and I was like, what's going on with your team? Tell me about some of these players. I would learn. And And I will say this. A lot of the terminology that I use within my, like, broadcast lingo is stuff that I learned from him. It's stuff oh, yeah. he said. Um, it's stuff that he taught it, it, you know, cause again, like it's right. It's, it's good, you know, and and I've incorporated that into the way I break down the game. So, um, you know, I know that was a long answer, but like I said, if you asked me about him as a 21 year old, I would have been like, you know, he's a prick and that would have been the end of my, my conversation. But I think my perspective on it has all changed and, and I think that um, I'm not surprised to see him having the success that he's having in Vegas. Um, and I think that winning a cup for him will be a good thing. Um, but I also know like he'll win the cup and then he'll enjoy it for a few hours and then he'll start being grumpy towards like winning a Like it's just yeah. how, how yeah, he's, right. he, he's wired.
2: It's interesting you say that because a lot of guests we have and just players we know all of us it's funny how when they speak about former coaches like even mike keenan yeah. guys that wanted to literally ring this guy's yeah. neck choke him out now they're like looking back yeah maybe you know so it's interesting as as you guys were, were players because i was on the other side of it where like i got to be buddies with the coach and i got to be and you know you guys are my guys but you know a lot of guys come to my office and vent this Guy, yeah. you know, yeah. like what, and I'm like, well, you're like a you therapist. Trying to, you know, well, you know, he's, you know, this and that or whatever. But it's interesting that you say that because now, looking back, like you said, as you're a little older, you kind of yeah. understand it all.
0: Well, the, the other thing too, you mentioned and acknowledged it, like, you, you know, when you're a young guy, you don't have clear perspective on the situation environment you're in, right? Like you only know your situation and you think that like the world revolves around you almost. Right. I seen this when I was coaching the phantoms, you get these young guys that come in and you know, like they're drafted and you know, they think that they're, they're automatically on the team automatically get ice time. And and then it lands up being exactly what you alluded to is that like you almost become your own worst enemy because you're spending that energy worrying about him and you're Everything essentially else. a mirror. You know yeah. the way you respond is you know how they're going to respond yeah. back to you, and those types of guys you're not going to win with ever. If you yeah. butt heads with them, they'll no, bury you. Never they'll yeah. bury you. And I've no, seen this the Mike Keenans of the world, and you know I think torts is kind of like that. And even yeah. back in the day they go where, right
1: you know, to the GM. Hey, this guy's being difficult. I can't stand because they don't want to deal with it. Yep. Man. But I. I it's it's honestly why like going back to what we were talking about where I've like thought about like my own personal experience. I'm like the game of hockey has given me everything. Mm-hmm. Literally, every dollar I've made, even if it hasn't been hockey, it's been it's been indirectly from hockey. Mm-hmm. So like you know everything. You know I I I owe it all to my dad putting me into the sport and it all kind of semi, you know, like having a good run of it, right. right. Going to be you playing some NHL games, having a small career, going to TV, like yeah. all that stuff. So, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm really sort of thankful for it. And it's why, like, I'm like thinking to myself right now, I'm like, like I kinda, I had every opportunity. Like I, I, Someone says to me, like, well, what do you think happened? Like, why didn't you become a full-time NHL player? Like, you were drafted pretty high. You were on the right trajectory. And I'm like, well, it's my own – you know, well, did you not get a chance? Were you injured? Yeah, everybody deals with injuries. Everybody deals with, you know, other players getting drafted or traded. Like, I'm no different. But I think the thing – my perspective of it now is that, like, how much you can't take your foot off the gas – and how you do have to get better every day. Yeah. Like you can't just say that. Cause yeah. I used to say that like everybody else, but then I'd go out and practice in the American league. Cause I was tired from a three and three and I would, I wouldn't, I wouldn't get better that day at practice. Mm-hmm. Like I would just go through the motions of practice. I'd sweat. I'd make sure everything was taped to tape. I'd, you know, m- make sure my feet were moving, but I wasn't really going. To, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I, I, I think about now and I'm like, geez, like, You know, I've, I've had conversations with a lot of the the Chicago prospects, especially the BU guys, when I'm broadcasting, I'm constantly talking to these young guys. And I'm like, look, like ones that I have a relationship with, I'm obviously not doing this for someone random. I'm like, trust me, like, let me be sort of a cautionary tale for you. Like, let me tell you where I went wrong and like explain to you that, like, don't make that mistake. Don't, don't take that path. Like you know, find a way not to go there and don't worry about these other 10 things because that enter, who's getting called up? Who are they signing into? You can't. And and again, like I wish I had somebody to that I listened to when I was 21 years old, but that's why now I'm like, you know, Maybe, you know, being back involved in hockey, even if it's at the youth level here, even if it's, you know, with like the younger junior team, you know, we've got the Titans right up the road now and all that stuff. And I'm like, it's probably the first time in my life that I'm sitting here thinking to myself, like, maybe that is something that 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 would be kind of cool to do just to like, you know, try to give back some of the great things that I've learned from all different types of people.
0: Yeah, no, I love that. There's so many hard lessons that you know that that, that kind of come around through the game and in the moment sometimes you don't like them, but as you evolve and grow older and mature, you kind of look back and you can make sense of them, and then it, to what you're talking about, like actually maybe be an influence and teach them to the youths to not make those mistakes. Cause I have my own version of your stories. Like, like how could I have been better? How could I have extended this? You know? And it's, it lands up being your own you become your own worst enemy. And you see this over and over and over again. As you get in your own head, you're you're giving things out of your control energy and it just robs you of your energy. Look at the pros, the, the elite players. Obviously they got some God given talent, but they're, they're also the hardest working guys and they know how to direct and focus energy. Like they don't get, they don't deviate off the, the moment very often, very quickly. So, I mean, there's lots to learn, and you, I'm sure with your your experience, you could probably help a lot of teams out, whatever that looks like. And um, you know, I appreciate you sharing that because it takes it takes some ownership to be able to, yeah. to to speak like that, and you know what I mean, and to to own, you know. Yeah, it's your, your story and how it goes, right? I mean,
1: I try to be realistic. I yeah. mean, it's it's you know it's no different than we're we're talking about Darren Pang coming into Chicago and and me kind of leaving Chicago. It's it's yeah. you know it's the reality, right? I mean, you can sit there and you can you can you know blame everybody else and you can you know this person screwed me or that person screwed me, but you're not doing yourself any favors no. and, and, you know, maybe like you said, like I said, it's at 21, uh, like, but not at 34, not when you have a family and you have a kid and and all that stuff. Like yeah. you just, you got to own these things. You got to be realistic about these things. And, um, you know, it's why I, I like, you know, like I I'll do some things with the Atlantic district every now and again, you know, there's people still running the Atlantic district. That were the people running it. When, um, when I was, playing and coming right. up through this area you know and uh john riley john denorsha like all those guys like they're still doing that stuff mm-hmm. and and you know any any opportunity that i'm around and i get to to go and even if it's to talk to the the group for five minutes or even if it's just to go sit in the, I don't i don't necessarily like getting up in front of the group it's not i just don't i think young kids like their attention spans like i remember being in that room and just being like yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but I love just being able to go sit in the locker room and Hey, someone, you know, talk to a player or maybe go talk to their parent and try to like, Hey, listen, like take a deep breath here. Like yeah. I understand where you're at. I had a parent who felt this way. I felt like just lit, you know, try to convince people like take a deep breath, step back, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's why I, I take those opportunities to still get involved with the Atlantic district and, and stuff like that. Because I, I, I do think that um, you know, kind of bouncing around and, and working at different TV networks, playing for different teams, um, getting different perspectives, doing just just being around kind of right and, and um, not just being in one bubble the whole time because all these different markets are bubbles, right, like, right, you get really consumed into your own bubble. And and so, you know, I I'm I'm grateful for it. Like, yeah. I, I really am. So. For sure. You you uh speaking of like different bubbles, getting to work
2: uh with ESPN and doing the college, the Frozen Four. Uh, you must love that. Love it. Right? I mean, I I I, mean, you know, I, don't, I don't want to bring it up, but someone scored a yeah. key okay winner for the <laughs> <Yeah>. national <laughs> championship. <big> deal, right? <laughs> yeah. Listen, deal. that
1: that was um you know, best, best moment in my sports career. You know, I mean, look, I, I was a part of the 11 Bruins cup team, you know, being a black ace, but luckily getting to practice and travel with the team quite right. a bit. So kind of getting a little bit, you know, getting a little bit more, um, you know, being in Vancouver when we won being on the, I mean, that stuff was really cool, but as athlete, it's like, you want to play. You yeah. want to be. You want to have an impact, right? And the national championship game that year was was a great year for for myself, for my teammates. Um, you know, my coach. It just it, it was a it was you know, a brotherhood. It really was. College is, is a different beast than the NHL. Cause you're all living together. Nobody's got a family. Nobody's <laughs> yeah. got, you're yeah. all, you're all hanging out together. Everybody's going to the same bar on Saturday night after you win and, and this and that. So, you know, that was a great moment for me, the, the college championship. Um, you know, I, I, have a lot of pride in BU still, uh, Jay Pandolfo is is I I think the world of him. I think that was such a great hire. Yeah. You you had to have crossed paths uh, yes, with him. Did, yeah. Um, you probably have as well. I did, yeah. Joe Pereira is the associate head coach, former roommate at BU of mine. So oh, wow. I, I just I I love that program. I wanted to succeed. I I try to do anything and everything I can. It was difficult doing the Frozen Four this year when they were in it um, for me because. Um, you got to be neutral. And yep. and I actually felt like I probably went a little too far um, and got on them too much just because, like, I want to make sure. Yeah. Even though Minnesota fans are, like, messaging me death threats on social media, <laughs> calling me a, sure. a BU you-know-what and yeah, you-know-what. Yeah. I mean, it, Minnesota fans, college hockey Minnesota fans and and North Dakota fans are, are insane. Yeah, um, They get really... They, they, they're just, Oh, East coast. I mean, they, they whine a lot. So those fans were pissed during that game, <laughs> yeah, but, right? sure. but, um, yeah, that, that's a great event. Um, I honestly, I love working that event because I love working with John Butcher Gross and Barry Melrose. Yeah. They're, they're, yeah. um, two of my closest friends in the broadcast world. Um, you know, J- Butchie is almost sort of like, a, he's a mentor. He's a friend. He, he's, he's, he does fills a lot of roles in my life. Um, Barry is, is just, you know, the greatest guy in the world. I, I, I I just, man, it's, it's almost emotional talking about Barry because, you know, I I think he's probably towards the end of the line on his broadcasting career. Um, You know, and I, I remember when I first got elevated to the frozen four crew, the number one crew and, you know, like they had a check with him. And make sure he was okay with it because he was the lead guy, and they were going to bring me in. I'm I'm half his age, and he was then going to have to share with me as as analysts. And you never know right. in, in that business. Yeah. You never know. guys don't want that. Right. It is like not like that. It's it's a very one f- you know out for yourself yeah. business. But Barry was so good about it. So warm, so welcoming. Let's have him at. He'll add to the the crew. And was just such a good teammate to me. I mean, like I, 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 we, I could sit here for six hours and just talk about how good of a person he is. I hate the shit that he takes online when he's broadcasting. Um, you know, he's got you know some stuff going on, and and I, I just I, I I wish that guy nothing but you know health and happiness and what. Well, but he's just he's such a good guy. Like awesome. the way he treated crew members, fans, like stay, he'd stay at the frozen four and sit outside the hotel and just pictures, autographs, pictures. And we'd be like late for dinner. And he'd be like, (laughs) go without me. I'll be there when I'm done. He would never leave anybody hanging. He's friendly to, he is what you should be as a person. He really is. Like he is what you should be as a person. So love doing the frozen four. Um, You know, I, I, I hope the three of us are able to continue this year um, you know, Barry didn't do the whole thing. He did about half of it. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, there's a lot of things happening at ESPN right now, yeah. as, as you guys have seen in the yeah. news. So who knows how that's going to shake out. But, um, I think college hockey, like TV is like totally my passion. Yeah, I, I love doing it. It's just so much fun for me. There's so much meaning. The games are so different than NHL games. The the crowds are different, all that type of stuff. So, Um, I, I, I look forward to that continuing and I'm glad you brought it up. I always have to tell our producer, like, all right, it's been enough years. Like we don't need to show the video this year. (laughs) Like they always want to do it and they want to prop me up. And I'm like, so appreciative of it. Um, you know, we have this like world-class producer, Josh Hoffman, who's actually the producer now of the Manning cast for ESPN. So he's big time. The guy's big time. Um, and I'm like, all right, look, if we need it, if it's a blowout, but otherwise like Let's 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 make it about the game. Let's let's do that. You know all that stuff. But but it's uh I I love that that package. I mean the whole thing. The people who organize it. The people who work behind the scenes in production. We go two strong weeks. We have a regional. We have a frozen four. We have all our meals together. We drink a ton you know, Barry smokes cigars, you know, seven times a day, <laughs> you know, at breakfast, Barry's having yeah. a cigar at lunch. Oh, cigars oh yeah, they're yeah. cigars. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's old. He's old school. He's old he old hasn't, school. he hasn't come he to hasn't the changed. other side. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I, and I keep trying. Greeners, yeah. I keep, I'm like, Barry, these aren't good for you. Let me show you something that is good for you. So, <laughs> I something in my backpack. so yeah, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because like those guys just mean so much to me. Like John Butchergross um, he, he is, is such a great ambassador for the game of hockey. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, again, another guy, like I just, I can't, I, I, they're two of my favorite people and, um, I would broadcast someone painting their garage if I got to do it with those two yeah. guys. Like that's, that's just, they're, they're the best. Yeah, that's awesome. You it remember,
2: remember last, last summer we were headed down for the trainers meetings, the yeah. P hats yeah, oh, yeah. and I'm, and I like look up and me and Riggs are just sitting there. We're waiting oh, the for our next flight right? and yeah. I'm like. This guy goes flying by, and I'm like, dude, that's Butchie. Oh, yeah. That's, and he's like, what? What? And I'm like, John Butchgrass. He's like, where? I'm like, well, he's gone now. He, I, I almost went after yeah, him to should've. say, yo, dude. Like, he's, I, I wanted to say hi to him, that. but he he was hustling. Like, It looked yeah, like, like he missing was missing a flight or he something. Was, yeah, for, forget what was going on. And I said to you, he must be going here for something. Well, where, was it, the it was, me- where, where were the meetings? We were going to Florida. Yeah, well, he, li- he, he li- lives in Naples. He lives in, in right, Naples. Where were we going? Well,
0: it we, was around Naples, wasn't it? Yeah, it was actually. Yeah, Fort so Myers was, or something yeah. like he that. He was. Yeah. There
2: was something going. I don't know if it was the if it was.
0: Well, well the playoffs were still going on. Yeah, they? it must
2: have been that. Yeah. He, he was going to catch a flight. But yeah. anyway, yeah. I wanted
1: to say something. But if he hadn't been running, I would have yeah. been there. And guy. he would have loved it because he lo- He loves talking hockey, and he's another guy. He gets stopped every fifty feet for a oh. picture, for a selfie, for something, and he gives everyone the time of day, and it's genuine, like it's so genuine and awesome. i just i think espn has like totally misused him the fact that they haven't put him in more prominent roles like again it's just my opinion i think he should have been a way bigger face he should have been given more games his broadcast style is to me it's just so unique and exciting um, he's just not your your run of the mill play by play right. guy that sounds the same as twenty five others. Yeah. But he brings this enthusiasm, this excitement. His vocabulary is hysterical. He has the amount of times during a game. So we have our little our, our headset during game, and then we have a box, and the box has two buttons: cough, which kills your mic, and talk back, which kills your mic to the audience and links you to the truck so you can communicate with your producer. Okay. Okay. The amount of times during a game that I have to lay on the cough button because I am crying laughing (laughs) at some phrase Butchie used. I mean, sometimes I don't get it and I just do it right out over the air. But like, no joke, like I sometimes will get a cramp in my stomach while I'm doing a game with him because I'm laughing so hard at the things that he says. Like, that's how much fun he is to work alongside. He's Hands down, my favorite play-by-play guy to work with. Um, and he keeps it light and he keeps it fun and he's entertaining. And yeah. he's everything broadcasting needs to be. Not what it is. Yeah. What it needs to be. Entertaining, right? It yeah, doesn't have sure. to be this rigid you-go-I-go, you-go-I-go. Go. It, it doesn't have to be that way. And I think Butchie is, in my opinion, a pioneer towards that in the game of hockey. And, you know, I, I hope he gets the opportunity to continue that. Oh, that's yeah, that's awesome. too.
0: Well, yeah. shifting gears a little bit, we're talking about, uh, you know, broadcasters, media. Keith Jones recently takes the, yeah. the position of, about that, uh, of the president of the Flyers. Danny B obviously gets the official job title of general yeah. manager. Uh, you must have worked with Jonesy. I mean, I would say we put him up there as one of the best in the game. 100%. That 100%. There's,
1: there's no, you, I mean, he's probably the best uh, between a bench analyst in hockey. Yeah. He's probably one of the best booth analysts. And and again, what you just love about Jonesy is that he's 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 entertaining. Yes. He like yeah. he gets the assignment. He doesn't have to yell at you. He doesn't have to say, I'm smarter than you. He's not talking at you. He's talking with you. Yeah. And like, I, I, I try to think about, and I watch Jonesy as like a, hey, I need to, you know, like I try to pick things up from him that I'm like, this. he's so good he at is. broadcasting. Exactly. He lightens that broadcast on TNT. Like Kenny Albert is so good. Edzo is phenomenal, but but Jonesy's kind of the you know the 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 stir like he stirs the pot yeah. on that on that broadcast, and I think they're so entertaining. Um, Jonesy's so self deprecating. Uh, he he's there, there's nobody better, and and I think the Flyers, their last two hires, in my opinion, you know are are two of the best I've seen them make since I, I don't know how long. I, I really don't. Yeah, I, I mean, with you. I, I grew up a Flyers fan. Um, I was a diehard as a kid. You know, I had my Leclerc. I mean, I had a Leclerc jersey. I had a Renberg jersey. Like I, you know, I grew up on on the Flyers. And you know, my mom um, had a really close personal connection with the Snyder family uh you know her her and Craig ha- have a lot of history together, going back to when they were little kids. Oh, wow. um my mom was in the room in the seventies, drank from the cup oh, um, man. has you, That's, you know awesome. uh, I think the story is like you know she drank from the cup, she danced with Bobby Clark, I mean you know so yeah. she was she was a part of it because. You know her and Craig's relationship at the time, and I always say to my mom, "I'm like, mom, like you really could have stuck that one out for us. Yeah. Like, my life probably would have been a little bit different. I mean, I'm like, you're killing me here. All right, I'm sorry, Dad, but you know, that's and it's great. TBD anyway because I'm half a foot taller than everyone in my family. So that's yeah. that's that that calls for a lot of questions as it's a is. DNA yeah. sampling, my dad's man. five nine, five ten. My older brother's five seven. My mom's five two. I'm six four. Yeah. Something." I did do an ancestry dot com generation. It did link me back to things that does make me think they are my real parents, but yeah you know, you, 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 know, you you never know, right? You never Stick know get out boss. yeah but but, yeah, I mean, in as long as I can remember, i I just don't think you could have two better guys uh, leading leading a franchise. I, agree. I mean, it's two guys who get it. Uh, Danny is just such a like analytical, and I don't mean analytical in the sense of like spreadsheets and numbers. I mean his thinking. Yeah. He's not a highly emotional, up and down guy. He's super even keeled. Um, I think he's seen so many areas of the business over the past five years where he understands that what he does in the GM chair affects the ticketing people. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. he understands, and and it it really does need to be copacetic to make it work and really profitable because. A lot of these NHL teams, they don't necessarily make much money. Like they're not big cash flow businesses. Like you just reinvest and you reinvest and then your franchise grows in value because of the scarcity in them. So I think he totally gets that. Um, Danny and, and I think Jonesy's a trusted, you know, voice with the fans. I think he's one of the most well-respected people in hockey. Yes. I agree. Um, yeah. I, I just, I think he totally like, I, I just see them being really good partners. Like I don't look at it as, as normal, like boss, Underlay, I just think they're going to be great partners. I totally agree with that, and I think that that's probably you know I saw the the rumors about who the other people they were looking at for presidents and this and that, and and you know I lived it in Chicago where they didn't hire a president because they wanted the GM to be accountable for day to day hockey operations, and they didn't want someone breathing down his neck. You know, we all just saw the report that Shannon, you know vetoed a trade for Tage Thompson on Kyle Dubas a couple of years ago for like a fifth round pick, like what is the structure in the, in, the, in that, and that's Why, why are we hiring a GM if the president is just going to come well, exactly. in? And, yeah. So I, I think the flyers nailed this. I, I really do. Um, you know, and, and I've heard a lot of really good things from people down the shore who, who know Dan Hilferty away from the Flyers. They know him from, is it Blue Cross and Blue Shield or yeah. wherever, wherever his, yeah. his background is people that I've, I've, I've known people that are South Philly people that have been around forever. And like, they've said a lot of good things about Dan Hilferty and, 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 you know, the, the term I keep hearing is like, he gets it, you yeah. know, and, yeah. and I'm not sure I heard that necessarily about the, the, the pre some of the previous sort of leadership, um, in in the organization. So I think it's, it's, it's going to be a, probably a painful couple of seasons for Philadelphia, because I, I just think like the Hexy rebuild halted and then they went away different. And I, and I think, you know, the Rangers, in my opinion, are a cautionary tale. If you half rebuild and then you try to like, expedite you end up signing players you end up going for it it doesn't work now you've got a bunch of young players who never developed properly they got rushed and then they got buried on the third and the fourth line their growth is stunted because they weren't getting the minutes that Zabenajad and Kreider and Panarin were getting for all their money Mm -hmm. and now all of a sudden the Rangers look slow and now like who, who they had the first pick the second pick none of So you can't rush these rebuilds. You have to be patient. And not every ownership group can stomach that. Um, but, but I think Danny has, has a hard job. I mean, he, he is, he has a hard job. I think it started with the pro V trade. I've seen, you know, other guys' names out there. I'm sure they're going to be listening on a lot of things. Look, you can't rebuild without assets. That's right. You, you need assets. Yeah. And, and I know it's going to be difficult for Flyers fans to say bye to players that they probably like and care for, but it's the nature of the business. And, would you rather like five years of losing in the first round or would you rather having putting together a strong core of young homegrown players that eventually you can marry with some free agents and really sustain and press like took Tampa five years, six years of getting one round, two round, three round. It took, you know, the Blackhawks, they had to build it. You know, you see these, these, these teams that, you know, they, they stumble, then they're back the next year. Like, it, it's a growing process, right? right? And, and I, I think Danny's got a tough job. Like, I, I don't think it's easy what is ahead of him. But I, I, I personally have, have a lot of faith in him and, and Jonesy. And, and, you know, look, it's Philly. People yep. love hockey here. They they do. I mean, the passion sometimes comes off as anger, but they, they love yeah. hockey. I mean, yeah. they, they really do. Yeah,
0: yeah, no sure. doubt. Yeah, I'm looking forward to see wh- wh- where he goes with this. Uh, I mean, I think the the Proby trade, you know, is one of those guys that, you know, he's been in a flyer for seven years and probably tough to see him go. But I think the return on it is good. It's start, I mean, it's his first move to yeah. to get a return like that and start to rebuild with some picks. Yeah. And, um, i like to think that it's probably a couple other guys that are going to, are going to go Absolutely. probably similar, similar situation. Maybe yeah. move up, move up picks here in this first draft. And I think he's gonna be aggressive out of the gate. I mean, he's, he's have to, you have to, right. Yeah, I mean, you can't to. sit there and play it safe. Gotta take some swings. Yeah. And,
1: and I will say, because, you know, in Chicago, one of my sort of roles was like the prospects and the draft stuff. Like anytime we had prospect or draft stuff, I was the one on TV doing it. So I've done a lot of sort of, uh, you know, work on this draft and, you what I can tell you is, is that the 22nd pick, you have a chance to get a number one player at 22, wow. which is what they got for Pro-V. I mean, there yep. are forwards in this draft um, and, and more forwards than defensemen. But, but, you know, between 15 and 30, there's going to be three or four players that are like David Pasternak that that are wow. that are in the 20s that become franchise star players so you know I think loading up in this draft in particular is important and I think you know like you said wouldn't be shocked to see Danny go out and try to get another first this year and and move some guys because again like you get three first round picks in this draft yeah it's big. you have an opportunity to set the core for, for a long time, if development is managed properly. I, yeah. I mean, because there are a lot of studs, I mean, studs. Uh, I mean, I've watched a bunch of film on a lot of these, you know, I watched college hockey all the time. I went to a bunch of USHL games in Chicago towards the end of the year. Um, I watched quite a bit of WHL and OHL playoffs because there's a number of forwards that are, that are really intriguing. And the Blackhawks were picking, uh, first and 19th. So I was looking at guys who could be in that 19th. do well, You think they're taking up more. Yeah, exactly. Uh, now that I don't work there. Well, I'm allowed to say it now that I don't work there anymore. We weren't allowed to say it while we were working there. We oh, couldn't really? actually say it. Really? So <laughs> I think everybody knows. But, but you know, like I had spoken with RGM about guys at 19 that, that they were potentially looking at, and he gave me some names and stuff, so I would go and watch some film on these guys on Instat. And I'm like – There are some really, really intriguing players. So I think Danny's going to get a good opportunity with someone at night at at 22. I think, you know, I'd love to see him be aggressive and get up more. I think it's harder this year because everybody knows how good it is. But I will say this too. I did a number of BC games last year. That cutter Gauthier kid is a stud. Like he is a stud. Now him going back for another year. I can't be more in support of that. I mean, I think that's such a smart decision for the Flyers to leave him in college for one more year. BC's got probably the number one recruiting class in the country. They've got like seven studs coming six or seven studs, like from the U S national team. They got the kid, Will Smith going or Will Smith. They've got like the whole line, Gabe Perot, all those kids that tore it up at USA. They're all going to be first round picks. They're all going to BC next year. He's going to be surrounded by good talent. Greg Brown is an, awesome coach at BC, um, which is hard for me to say, but, um, I, I think Cutter going back to school is, it shows you Danny's approach is going to be a little more patient. And, and like I said, I, I hope that he's afforded the time to, to, to really see his plan through, because I think we all know, and we've seen this business leashes get short quick. Yeah. Uh, it gets late. It, it gets it gets late early, um, and, and but I do think there's a lot of opportunity for him.
0: Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, I think so too. Carter Hart's name's thrown out there quite a bit lately, and uh, I was reading something today, potentially trying to trade him for moving up another or for another pick in the fourth overall with San Jose. I don't know if you saw that at all, but I, I I can I can see what you're talking about. You know, knowing the strength of the draft, but then also the other side of it is like. The other teams know the strength of the draft, yeah. too. And yeah. is this the year to be giving up these high picks, too?
1: If you can get in the top five, Riley, yeah. I mean, you're getting you're getting almost a slam dunk. Yeah, and, yeah. and, you know, if you can get picks in the first round, like, you have opportunities, like I said. I mean, you know, Joel Farabee was a little bit later in the first round. Mm-hmm. Um, if I remember correctly back in the day, Mike Richards was a late first round yeah. pick yeah. or yeah. mid to late. You know, I think Carter was a little bit early and he was a little bit late. You know, I always go back to pasta. He was somewhere in the 20s. Think about all the teams that Imagine. skipped yeah, over no pasta. Um, you know, and we can do that with every draft, right? But like but we don't need sure. to be armchair GMs here, yeah. but the reality I like doing that. Yeah, though. of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We it's don't easy. Have exactly. <laughs> from from this seat, yeah. it's like yeah, no big deal. But you know, it's not like drafting a team for checking for charity. Yeah. <laughs> it's different. Like, I haven't done well Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah, work yeah, on your yeah we're still there. working on our first win from like three years ago. <laughs> but uh, last year. Yeah. So you know I, I i there is opportunity and and i i think you know danny knows that and sees that and i think um i've already seen he started making some moves within the hockey ops department getting some of his guys in there you know, I know, I just saw he promoted, I think it's Riley Armstrong to um, head a player development or something like that. Oh, I didn't see that one. Um, yeah, they let some people go and they, they made some changes, I, I believe, right? Yeah, am I, I, think am so. I and, and the interesting thing is, is like, I remember years ago, I believe he hired Riley Armstrong to be a coach in Maine. Yeah, Maine, he was a head yeah, coach, there, coach there, right? I will yeah. tell you, like, consistency is important. And Danny told me, like, maybe f- four or four, five, whenever he took that team over in Maine, how much of a bright future Riley Armstrong had. Hmm. And he said that to me a number of years ago. And you like to see these guys sort of stay true to their word. You like to see consistency in what they say. You don't want people that are flavor of the month people. Right. You just don't. And and seeing Danny make some of those moves, um, you know, unfortunately, one of my old hockey coaches, John Riley, gets let go. Who's someone I've known for since yeah. I was a, a young kid. He was my coach. Um, but I, I like the consistency factor of what he told me about Riley Armstrong years ago, and now all of a sudden. You, you see where this guy has taken himself. So yeah. I I think those types of small things are, are really important in, in how you handle business because you want people to come play, work, you know, want to be there, want to go through a wall for you, want to answer the phone at 11 o'clock, like all those yeah. things. It, it's yeah. important.
0: Oh, yeah, I know for sure. Yeah, I heard the same thing about Riley Armstrong, so I'm not surprised to see him and move up. He's been at Lehigh for the last couple of yeah. years with, with Lappy there, so – yeah, I mean it's uh, it's kind of a new a new vibe, you know. It's it's uh, it's interesting to see, and I'm um, I'm excited for it yeah, because we're, we're obviously big supporters of Danny B and uh, and Jonesy, but it needed to happen, right? Like the ethos of yeah. of the team or the organization yeah. needed to change, and I think it's it's kind of I don't want to say a new guard, but like it's it feels it, is, like, it feels it like is. a new beginning I, is what it feels like, you know.
1: And and it's funny, like I always follow. Regardless of where I've ever played or worked, like I grew up a Flyers fan and like that stuff never truly leaves you. Like there were moments of disappointment. I remember not, you know, sitting at the draft, them skipping me with like the 40, I I went like 45th, but they had like the 43rd pick. And, um, like, I remember the most mad I've ever been at the Flyers is when they didn't pick me at 43, which I mean, you can't argue with it now, but, (laughs) (laughs) but, but you know, I've always been a flyers again, you grow up with it as a little kid. Mm -hmm. It it might dull, it might fade, but there is always that connection to to what you grew up and and your childhood. And so I've always kind of kept an eye on things and, 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 you know, knowing what was going on. And, and I definitely think like this whole, well, we need people who aren't flyers. Like, I, I don't really understand that because like, honestly, there's such rich history here. And I think like, Again, like I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like no. the, the, Torts said it, and um, I agree with him. You're talking about being a flyer, like it's a it's a disease. Like what what is that all about? Like this organization has rich history. Um, you know, Ed Snyder was was a pioneer in this sport. Uh, I loved what Jonesy said. I, I watched the his uh, the live stream of his opening press conference, and he said like this is still Mr. Snyder's team. Like, yeah. I want to do right by Mr. Snyder. And, like, that perspective, like, I was really happy to hear him say that oh, because, yeah. like, I wouldn't have been a hockey player if not for Ed Snyder because Ed Snyder brought hockey to Philly. My dad played – like, wanted to be a hockey player because of Philly, because of the Flyers. He grew up in this area. That's all because of Ed Snyder. Like, yeah. if, if, if Ed Snyder wasn't that, like, I – I don't know if I end up being a hockey player. I don't know if my dad played hockey. Then I don't know if I played hockey. So, you know, he just, he, he created hockey. Like, I, I mean, now Philly has kids making it, you know, we've got all these young kids in the NHL, um, we've obviously got Johnny Gaudreau, who's a star, but then there's all these other kids, Eric Robinson, Buddy Robinson. Mm-hmm. You know, Tango is obviously, re- Tang retired yeah. now. It used to really just be him and I. Like we were really, there wasn't a lot. You know, Chad Kalaric was a little bit before us, but there wasn't this influx of players from this area. But now there is, and and none of that happens without Ed Snyder. That's right. it, yeah. it, and yeah. so perspective on that. Um, i I just it was really great to hear Jonesy say that and it's funny like I sent my mom that clip um, and like uh, it just that I mean brought a smile to her face because you know, my mom is no longer. And she let me know this in a text message of a a Chicago Blackhawks fan. (laughs) That was, that was the easiest separation for her. She's ever made in her entire life. Like she goes from, you know, her ESPN plus subscription, watching every Blackhawks game to You know, I think she was more, you know, she laced some profanity in there when she was (laughs) talking about them. So I, 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 it it it's important. It is you you played here like I never even played here, and I and I know it. You know, mm-hmm. so so you know it. I I you know it, how important that is. Oh yeah, and you've been here longer than anyone. Yeah, exactly, so, uh, yes. old balls over yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: well, yeah. I I think to your point, you know, since Ed Snyder's passing, like the essence, the spirit of a team is kind of you know dissolved almost, right? And I think the Jonesy's quote and and what I'm feeling is kind of like. Not that we're ever going to go back to the Broad Street Bullies no. and everybody, but the essence of what the Flyers represented and stood for, I think, is like, you know, um, is it, coming back. And it, feel, it feels like that, you know, the, the vibe and the energy and the direction. So at least that's the way I see it. Um, yeah. um, so I'm glad you brought that up. Well, I, think, and, and I think that's important. There
1: just used to be a way about it, right? I mean, in the summertime, I wasn't a Flyer, but I would come skate and you'd say to me, you need your skate sharpened. You need here, here's a stall. Like, you know, like it was the way you guys treated me Like I wasn't a flyer, I was a Bruin and or a Bruin property or however you want to say it. And I'd come and and you treated me no different than you treated all the other guys. And I think that stuff starts at the top. I nice. really do. Like mm-hmm. I think that stuff starts at the top. Um, and, and it trickles its way down. And and that's why I, you know, however long I've been running my mouth here, um, you know, talked about the words is because I think that's what they want in Chicago. I think that's how they want their players and their people to feel. And I think it starts with them and it goes on down. I think Mr. Snyder was that way. And, and all I ever heard about, you know, like I, I didn't, I, I met Ed, you know, I met Mr. Snyder a couple of times. I didn't know him. Like I, like I know, um, Craig, you know, and, and, uh, Jay a little bit. Um, but all I ever heard was that guy would have done anything to win. Mm-hmm. And it, oh, he would have, and, and, and when I mean anything, anything, he would have, Begged, borrowed, stealed, bought it just it didn't matter. He he wanted to win and he wanted people to wanna be here, wanna play here, wanna be a flyer, um, you know, all of those things. And and that wasn't a secret, even if you weren't in the organization. That's right. You know, and that's powerful. I mean, as a kid, anytime there was a free agent. They always ended up a flyer. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. They did. I mean... Just a line up around the corner. It was... Yeah, right. to be here. Whether yeah. it was when Jr. came, whether yeah. it was when... I mean, Forrest... Everybody, right. everybody ended up a flyer because they all wanted to come and be a part of what Ed Snyder built and, you know, be around the organization and, and guys like you and, and the rest of the group that, that, that made you feel a certain special type of way. And Danny and Jonesy lived that. Yeah, And so I think... Yeah when you pair them now with Valerie who's new and, and again, like I just live this in Chicago, like a new person comes in, they have a different perspective. They come from a different sport. It takes a little bit of time to realize, okay, like I want it this way. It used to be that way. Where is that middle ground of, What's going to make you know, our fan base happy? What's going to push us into the future? We do need to think about the future. The audience is getting younger. People are consuming things differently. Like That stuff matters. So finding that sort of happy medium and that balance between the future and the, and the history, I think the organizations that figure that out are are the ones that are going to be successful, um, you know, on and off the ice and and with their fan bases and and that's why like to me, Jonesy as president of hockey ops to work hand in hand with the president of business ops and with ownership, I I just I do I think I think you hit a grand slam with that.
0: Yeah, yeah. I fully agree. Yeah. Couldn't have said it any better, honestly. Yeah, teed it up. Yep. Well, Kobe, we appreciate you making the trek and hopping on. Yeah,
2: is awesome. I all made it. That. I really appreciate it. I'm the nasty knuckles. <laughs> yeah, yeah you're I've official, seen all. I've official. seen
1: all the great guests that you guys have had, and and you know all the all the good guys that have kind of come through here. So I, I, uh, you know, when that six one zero number popped up, yeah. I, I'm <laughs> like, is someone punking me? Because I have Riley's number, but it's not this. So I'm like, did yeah. he get a new phone? Or yeah, you yeah. Know, so. Sneaky. yeah,
2: yeah. sneaky, cudsy, oh, cuddles, Cote. Thanks to you. <laughs>
1: it's my fault right <laughs> hey i'm an easy target just yeah. pile it on let's go you know i, just I mean just, just let me have it oh, that's oh man. awesome. it's awesome yeah well I appreciate him. you man yeah yeah, man. yeah it's Thank great to see so you much. yeah it's good to be back and uh i guess maybe this year i'll have to make a return to checking for charity you know <laughs> there if, we go. if you got guys some... are still holding my spot for yes, me since yes. I'll, I'll be here you know so uh yeah so that, sure. and we got some
0: space on uh natty light or <laughs> <set up laughs> yeah, our other team yeah our team
1: that's uh, right. nothing, nothing makes me laugh harder than when you guys put a clip up from what do they call... I'm like drawing a blank. What's the little camera they have in the rink now that you can like see like oh, public? Oh, what do they call that? Live uh, bar Live barn. Live yeah, barn. Right. Like nothing makes me laugh harder than when you guys put a clip up and like you're either falling oh, or you're yelling for the puck and you're yeah. getting yeah. looked off. Oh, or, you right. can't blame him. I mean, <laughs> I, can't blame I listen. I said this about you. You're a hockey IQ guy. You just need <laughs> you need the skill to catch the IQ, and then <laughs> you'll then you'll have it all. I know what I'm supposed to. Exactly. You've
2: watched enough That's of a it. Point guard basketball. So I see everything. It's yeah. just a matter of my midi stuff. That's trend. what I'm saying. Yeah, you yeah. just, you got to get, get the pins get the moving. the feet and yeah. the hands yeah. to,
1: to, to catch up here, and, just... and you're a complete player. Oh, yeah.
2: Oh, if that's all I need. Yeah. That's all you need. <laughs> <If that's laughs> I mean, need... there's, yeah,
1: there's a skills coach here Stay somewhere, connected. right? I mean, <laughs> angelo, Angelo's yeah, get right, all right. Yeah, yeah. angelo got a good day on this skill session. I'm going to do some sessions in that, don't worry. Oh, man. We'll get it together. That's what I'm going to do. Next time you guys bring me back to have me on, I'm bringing gift cards for skill sessions. Yeah, right. It's gonna be my piece it all together. I need it. I the need The full it. package. That's over sure.
2: Oh man, we do appreciate you, brother. Yeah, yeah man. Thanks, thanks for having so me on, guys. Yeah, yeah. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Big thank you to our friend Kobe Cohen. Awesome dude. Yeah. Appreciate him making the trek to the studio. Yes. Sit down.
2: Sure. Interesting guy. Yeah. Awesome guy.
0: Yeah. Nice to see him uh, <clears throat> find himself. Uh, you know, post playing and you know doing a really good job on TV. Obviously, he's in a little bit of a transition right now, but. Uh, I I always thought highly of him and just respected what he, uh, you know, the way he he came across and the way he delivered his message uh, on air. So, yeah, uh, wish him the best. Uh, I think he's got uh, a lot of lessons learned in the hockey space, and hopefully, he can translate them wherever he goes. Yeah, for sure. I'm
2: I'm sure he won't be out of work.
0: No, I I agree with that. Take a little breather, relax down by the shore. Who knows? opportunities will present themselves sooner yeah, later for sure
2: he's a smart guy
0: yeah what time is it i uh,
2: believe it is time for the clear questions brought to you by clear rum can't wait
0: oh you're getting excited again <laughs> Get excited getting
2: excited baller mike a over on twitter he wants to know dry island comes up a lot on this show <laughs> could you explain what it is for those who may not know riggs i'll let you take it you were a player
0: well, I never signed up for the dry island, but um, Imagine Peter, yeah, I know, right? Well, I was being honest. Yeah, you, know, you were I, well, being honest. I no, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah. A lot of guys didn't. Yeah. So uh, Peter Laviolette, you know, joins the Flyers, obviously, when John Stevens gets fired in 2009, 2010 season, and uh, he lands up. Creating this dry island, basically challenging guys to put their name up on the board, saying they subscribe to the dry island that they won't drink till it was at the end of the season. End of the season. It was it was was quite the distance there, and um, you know, and 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 some guys did subscribe to it, and other guys didn't, and it was uh, you know you know a little mixed reviews on it. But I think you know the guys that didn't were just. Honest with the fact that they probably were going to have a drink from, you know, it's before there. Christmas, here or yeah. there, it wasn't about, you know, going out and getting shit-faced, but it was just about, you know, not fully subscribing to sobriety, you right. know, in the middle of a hockey did, season.
2: Did Ash sign? <laughs>
0: I, don't, I don't think he signed up. He didn't sign up. Okay. Um I I didn't sign up and you know that was back when I was drinking but I you know but it was more about like I just knew that in the next 5 months there was probably going to be an occasion that I was going to have a beverage so I wasn't going to And there it, was. There was, was probably more than once. <laughs> it was probably more. Than yeah, once, but yeah. um you know I it was one of those things where I, I, I understood where Lavie is coming from right. with this. You know, you're yeah. getting guys to be committed and all that stuff, and you know, and, and subscribe to something It's just. I think it's you know, in the culture we live, in, especially in the hockey culture, it was yeah. it was it was tough for some guys to subscribe to. Um, so some guys put their name up, some guys didn't. I think ultimately it was about you know the betterment of the team, um, but I you know I, I think it, it took a lot of heat once the media kind of got a hold of it, and it was like. Well, you didn't put your name up on the board. You're not, you know, you're not, yeah. you're not committed to the team and all this stuff. And it's like, it's a pretty, you know, um, tough spot to put a player. Yeah, but if you're if you didn't drink or or already and you you definitely weren't going to drink, like put your name up there. Yeah, but if you know sure. if, if you know you're, you're going to probably you know violate that, there's no sense in being dishonest with your teammates. So you respect guys too. But I think the media kind of grabbed the hold of it and yeah. uh, kind of our buddy I mean, Frank broke that story. Oh, Frank broke it. Yeah, Frank. Thank you. Um, you know, kind of made it seem like something it wasn't, and you know, I started maybe harping on guys for yeah. not putting their name up there and making it seem like they weren't great teammates, whatever it was. But um you know, I think it was just a challenge. You know, coaches yeah. challenge players, and they, you know, there's just different ways of doing it. And you know, Dry Island was just uh, I mean, one of Lavi's things to see if he get guys to buy in, and um, you know, so it was it was what it was. Yep. You got any thoughts? Were you on that uh, list?
2: I was not on that list. No. Um, I don't know if any of the staff signed up, but I knew I was probably going to have
0: You went to drink. the wet, wet island.
2: I was on the wet island. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was in the, in the water. You were? I was in the <laughs> yeah. water. Yeah. Yeah. I like to you get wet. You were fully wet. submerged. Yes, I was. I was. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. All right. All right, we got one from Ike Barrows over on Twitter. Do you think the Flyers would have had a cup
1: run if Bob wasn't traded?
2: Man, that's just so hard to say, you know. Like everything changed so much when we've had we've had a lot of people say, like, you know, even Richie and Jeff Carter, like they blew it up like when we were, you know, still yeah. you know you know Pretty good team. Yeah. Like the next year after the finals, we lost in the second round. Yep. I believe, and then you know, that was Bob's rookie year, if I'm not mistaken. And then Briz came in, and they just didn't seem to, you know. I don't know. I shouldn't say it's not like they were arguing or anything. No, I think like, it was just a position. Like, it's like Bob, Bob and his to agent play. wanted. Yeah,
0: I mean they he thought he wanted
2: to play. So I mean, we were nowhere clear close to winning a cup. Realistically, after that, after 2010, like let's just be honest, yeah. we did make the playoffs. Briz's first year, we beat we beat uh, uh, Pittsburgh. Sorry, yep. we beat Pittsburgh, and then you know ended up getting well. We we lost in five to New Jersey. So realistically, I mean, could Bob have won a series against New Jersey? I mean, we don't know that. Yeah, it's, so it's, it's a say. good question, but it's hard to say. You know now. Bob's gotten to the finals finally in his career. Um, he hasn't had a whole lot of success realistically in the playoffs. Yeah, you know. That's right. But I don't know. That's not all on him either. But uh, that's a tough question because we never really
0: yeah had a chance with Bob to get in those situations. Bob, yeah, I mean, you, I you, you could question. argue if you had Bob, you know, when we, when we lined up going to the finals, but that but that, wasn't but that was the before situation his it was before his time. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, you always you always think of the teams that. That win, they have some version of a, a franchise goalie like that, you know yeah. that staple goaltender that that's you know between the pipes, um, you know again when 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 we went to the finals, it was it was a shit show yeah, you know, juggling it was a goal goalies loss. around. Um, you know, obviously a lot of injuries. Um, and, you know, and, and Bob went and gets his experience. You know, yeah. other places, and now he's in a, in a situation where he has a chance to win a Stanley Cup, but. Yeah, it's tough. It's a tough question, but I think when he was here in that situation, there was no opportunity to really right. push the envelope to, to 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 win a Stanley Cup. But um, yeah, but I but I think it's important to have yeah. that pillar yes. if you want to go the distance. There's no question. You yeah, obviously,
2: have... looking back, you would have loved Bob to stay because Briz didn't work out. Yeah,
0: well, exactly. Yeah, you know,
2: um, so it would have been nice to see what Bob could do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess we'll never know. Yep, we'll never know. Good question. Though. I mm-hmm. understand that. Yeah. One more from Anthony G. Impalo over on Twitter. Anthony wants to know, with a
1: few baseball games postponed due to smoke air quality, what's the oddest reason a game has been canceled or postponed that you remember?
0: Personally? What was the one with Sal Rafa single-handedly shut down the Wall the Bridge? <laughs> did we start late? Or yeah, I, I, th- th- I thought they delayed the game. You
2: had an axe. <laughs> you remember she that on, just, we
0: gotta yeah. get Sal on for this um, story
2: yeah i forgot about <laughs> i forgot about that um yeah, he got in an accident really and the whole bridge <laughs> couldn't come across it right so they backed it up they backed the startup yeah we did, we did play
0: yeah so sal rafa was the you know assistant medical um trainer, p- trainer for the flyers and I forget how the story goes, but I, he got in some version of an accident. I don't know if it's his fault or whoever's, but he, I think he single-handedly <laughs> shut down the wall with a bridge <laughs> where, where they they postponed the game because no one could get over the bridge to get to the game. Right, yeah, right. So, that's right, that's
2: right. I to- I totally forgot about that. Pretty impressive, actually. Um, yeah, but other than that, I don't think I remember. I remember us not having a morning skate one time in. Uh, in New Jersey, back in the old Continental Airlines Arena, because it was some sort of flood, but they were able to—they had to pull the carpet out of the locker room and everything. Um, that was when Hitch did uh, what's that song, Young Derek? Uh, Hitch, Don't lie. Was Shakira, <laughs> that was that Shakira. But we did play the game, but we couldn't practice in the morning because the 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 room was flooded. Yeah, but that's the only thing I can think of. I
0: I, I did see one in the East Coast Hockey League in Johnstown. Where the roof caved in for really? game. Oh, yeah. Like snow oh, piled God. up and a hole in the roof. Um, I know that's uh, East Coast League, but right. uh, but obviously.
2: It de- definitely postponed he that postponed that the
0: league. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Uh, but, yeah. There's probably some stories out there. Uh, yeah. The, the Sal Raffa one comes the to personal,
2: mind. The personal, yeah, personally, that's the only one is the, the Sal. It wasn't canceled, but it was postponed. It was postponed, yeah. We have to ask him about that. You have to bring now. him on. Great question.
0: Yeah. That's a wrap, Nass. All right. Good questions in the books. 120. 120. Whew. You better get some rest. I I need you tomorrow. uh, I need you.
2: Listen, (laughs) don't bring any pillows or blankies because you're not getting a nap. We're No way,
0: man. Going strong. 47.
2: No, we're going (laughs) earlier and later than that, so don't even try it.
0: All right, Nass. See see.
2: you guys tomorrow. Can't wait. Yeah,
0: we'll see you guys tomorrow. Tune in next week for 121. Till then, stay safe, knuckleheads. Yep.